0: You're listening to The Humans We Are with Carola, episode number 33. Hello, my friends. I really hope you're doing amazing, amazing today. Welcome back. If you're already a listener of the show, I'm so glad that you're here for another episode of The Humans We Are. And if you're new... I want to welcome you and confirm that you are in the right place if you want to have a different kind of relationship with yourself, with your body, with your future, with your past, with the way that you are and that you have been in the world. And if there's anything that you would like to change in that relationship with yourself, my aim here is to support you in in that too. And the way that I am aiming to help you accomplish that is with free components, support, tools, and information to help you understand yourself better and create those changes that you want to see in you. Today's episode is a follow-up, like a part two to last week's um, podcast, where I talked about reconnecting with your body and reattuning to your body's wisdom. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, I would probably start there and then come back to this episode. if you don't want to do that, you can uh, listen to that after this one, too. I want to talk about building somatic capacity. In other words, building up your capacity, growing your capacity to feel sensations in your body, to stay with them without trying to escape them by numbing, by pushing them down, by dissociating. And I recognize that some of these reactions might be very well automated for you so we're gonna talk about how to take this process slowly so that you can actually start little by little being able to stay in your body and not go away dissociate or or numb and that you can start being able to hold more and more and so that you can actually feel your joy and your happiness and all those emotions that we actually want to feel more of better and stay present to the whole human experience. And you can also be more free and bold to really go after what you want and and when you get there, you can actually enjoy it. I see many women in my consult who know intellectually that they have created a pretty good life. When they stop and look at their lives, they see that they have built amazing things for themselves, a beautiful family, a successful career. They've hit all the milestones that they believed they had to, to quote unquote, be happy and feel fulfilled but they are not enjoying it. They are riddled with anxiety and stress and exhaustion. And they are in this hamster wheel of go, go, go. And they don't have the capacity to actually slow down, stop and really connect with that joy and that happiness and that fulfillment. And that for some of them, it makes it even worse because it creates a sense of hopelessness that they can't let go of that speed that they have built. And they have this sense that if they allow themselves to slow down, they will lose somehow what they have created. And it's just a vicious cycle that they haven't learned how to break. And in part, it goes through what we're going to talk about in this episode today. So this is what I wanted to talk about this, this topic today and why it's so important to talk about building capacity to feel sensations to feel feelings in your body and we have learned this way of labeling emotions as positive or negative good or bad and the, the reality is that some sensations and some emotions are more pleasant or more unpleasant than others. But that doesn't mean that we, there's no space for them in our life and in our life experience. And for sure, it doesn't mean that we don't need them all to have a very rich human life because it goes both ways. If we want to be able to feel the quote-unquote good ones, we need to feel the unpleasant ones too. And if you have been avoiding and numbing from the unpleasant ones, it's really not surprising that you don't know how to stay present in your body and actually enjoy the goodness in your life as well. As I've said before, an emotion manifests in the body as a set of sensations, sensations like tingling, pressure, emptiness, heat, agitation, etc. And we have learned to label some combinations as certain emotions, and some of these, for sure, don't feel very pleasant and sometimes we even fear them or judge them negatively, so we don't open up our bodies to experiencing them, and we don't build that capacity. Actually, we thwart that capacity of our bodies to really stay with those sensations. I want you to think of a new pair of leather boots, and when they are new, the leather is stiff, they might feel tight, and you can't really move in them very gracefully, And if you fear the sensation of that tightness, that stiffness around your feet, if you label that sensation as negative or wrong in any way, then you won't allow yourself to stay with the sensation for long enough so that you can actually break them in. You won't let your body really see that there's no actual danger. And on the other hand, that the leather will not soften and you will rob yourself from that possibility of actually getting to learn how to use these these leather boots you need to be willing to stay with the sensations long enough to teach your system that it is okay that you are okay that you can let yourself relax in these new boots, in these sensations that might feel unfamiliar or uncomfortable. And even though I'm saying this, I also want to say that you don't want to be too harsh or forceful in this process. You don't want to rush this process so much that it sends you even further into disconnection from your body. A little goes a long way and it's much better to do this in smaller increments so that you can rebuild trust and connection with this body that you are in charge of. The main thing is to slowly but surely show your body that you can reestablish safety in your system. So, for example, you may currently have a low tolerance for conflict, and this is something that, many of my clients say this is why I chose this example and they go to great lengths to quote unquote avoid conflict at work for example with their boss or with their co-workers or even with their teams they may not have boundaries in terms of how long they are going to stay at the office or if they can be contacted over the weekends or in the evenings. Or at home, they may not have clear boundaries with their partners or clear expectations, and maybe they end up doing all the things around the house just to avoid confronting the other adult in the relationship. Or sometimes it's with the kids, where they try to avoid any frustration or anger or disappointment in their kids. Or it also may happen that they judge the kids negatively if they express those emotions, just because my client doesn't have a tolerance for conflict and she just doesn't know how to be with those feelings in her own body. So she tries to escape those feelings or avoid them at all costs. It's very common that growing up they may have had a family situation where conflict happened and maybe it was conflict between the caregivers, for example, the, the mom and the dad, and that may have felt really threatening. And if that is your situation, you had to learn to avoid that at all costs to feel safe. So you may have learned to detect very early signs of conflict. You got really attuned to when people were likely to have confrontation amongst them and to manage the situations and the people around you to avoid it. So as a little human, you were always on guard and walking on eggshells and trying to very proactively manage the, the big humans around you and their emotional states and their interactions. And you didn't know that that wasn't your responsibility, but it felt at the level of your nervous system like life and death. And that wiring was created to keep you safe And the problem is that it's still there, even though now you are a big human, and conflict around you doesn't really threaten your safety in the same sense it did back then. But that wiring gets activated exactly the same as before. So when you learn to be with the sensations of discomfort around confrontation, and you let your wiring update, to the current situation by showing yourself, little by little, that you are now safe and that those um, conflicts or those confrontations around you don't really threaten you because now you are a big human and you don't depend on other big humans for your survival, then you create space to learn that disagreement doesn't always equal conflict, and that you can be in the discomfort of it because you are safe now because you are in charge of your own safety now. So one thing to stress here is that this is not a cognitive process. So you may intellectually understand now that you are safe and that you don't depend on the other adults around you to survive because you are an adult too, but your system is stuck in that past. So it is not enough to tell yourself, I am safe. It's not enough to use that as a mantra, for example, and it's certainly not helpful to judge yourself negatively for being stuck in that past survival mode. This is survival stress trapped in your body and you get to let it out gently and slowly by allowing yourself to be with the uncomfortable sensations in small increments and realizing, showing your system that actually nothing happens that threatens your survival right now. I also want to mention a couple of things that I see in social media that contribute to the perpetuation of this distancing from our embodied experience of this human life so one is a term that you have probably heard around social media a lot which is toxic positivity and that means the belief that no matter how hard or difficult a situation is that you should always maintain a positive mindset you've seen the t-shirts the mugs the notebooks with phrases like good vibes only and the likes toxic positivity rejects and judges negatively some emotions and in particular those that are more unpleasant to feel and favors a more cheerful and positive but often falsely positive facade. And if you ask me, I think it takes our humanity away from us because humanity is like a coin and it has two sides, right? And I would say it can present also in a subtle way. I hear clients say things like, well, it's just not useful to feel uh, disappointed or frustrated or angry. Why would I feel that? It's just a waste of my time and my energy. And I want you to pay attention and notice if you find yourself saying things like that as well. Because if, if, you, if you know that you may have done that or maybe do it sometimes, and honestly, I catch myself doing that sometimes too, it may be thwarting your capacity of actually being with these emotions as, as a normal feature of this human existence and the other concept that I wanted to mention is spiritual bypassing and both uh, go hand in hand they are connected because spiritual bypassing is um, a tendency to use spiritual ideas and spiritual practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues and psychological wounds So the foundation of spiritual bypassing is basically avoidance and repression of emotions that are more unpleasant to feel. And for some people, spirituality serves as a way to rise above or handle the shaky ground beneath. But it's kind of like masking the lack of capacity to actually be with the whole entirety of the human emotion, the whole spectrum of human experiences. And there is a difference that for some of us can be hard to tell between letting yourself feel the discomfort of an emotion and just indulging and dwelling on it. And part of this journey of coming back home to your human body is to trust that you can let yourself feel the whole cycle of an emotion so that you don't need to numb or push them down or disconnect from it and that you will know when you're indulging and dwelling in them. And at the beginning, it's gonna be harder to tell those two situations apart But the the process of reconnecting with your body requires that you trust that you will learn how to get back to that place where you can distinguish between both. So the invitation that I want to extend to you is to, little by little, start reconnecting with the sensations in your body. And depending on where you are now when you start this journey, it might look like following your natural biological impulses as I was sharing with you last week and not override them so going to the bathroom as soon as you notice pressure in your colon or in your bladder, it may mean drinking more water, it may mean shifting your eating patterns, it may mean that you actually take a break and sit down or lie down when you feel tired. So for example, this has been a very difficult episode for me to record. I feel like a mind fog, and I, I notice my mind wanting to dis- dissociate. I notice that this is a really uncomfortable topic for me to talk about. And I am okay with it. I am willing to take it slowly, as slowly as I need to. I've gone to the bathroom twice. I even took a break to take a walk with my husband. And I just noticed my mind wanting to disconnect. And I understand because I can see it and I can feel it that this is such a hard topic for me, the topic of coming back to my body. So there's this wired response in my body that I'm working to rewire that makes me want to avoid it and dissociate. And I am just patient with myself and loving and understanding and i have compassion and empathy for myself and i will just take the breaks and um, whatever i need right and i invite you to do the same so i really hope this is landing with you and that you embrace this journey to come back to this human body and take advantage of the partnership between your soul and your human body. It's a unique chance that we have to experience this life as humans. And if these more spiritual reasons don't resonate with you, just think of all the proven links between stress and unprocessed emotions and dissociation and physical illness. This is your well-being and you can have more power over it than you may think that you have. If you want to learn more, you can find so much information on the internet. There really is no excuse to keep yourself locked in an undesired situation. Now if you want support and help to apply this to you, you can work with me and I will guide you for what you need to do to, for your specific situation. If you want to find out more about how I can help you, I recommend to book a free consult, which you can do by going to carolafuertes.com slash consult. You can also find more about what I do and what I stand for on my Instagram at Fuertes Carola. I suggest you go to the link in my bio too to learn more and you just scroll and let yourself orient to whatever calls your attention. So trust that whatever calls your attention is what you need to learn more of. If you want to support this show, honest reviews in the platform that you are listening to right now are always the best way to do that and I will be forever grateful and I will shout you out in a future episode. If you have any comments or suggestions for topics to cover or any feedback of any kind, that you would like to get to me, you can email carola at carolafortes.com or DM me on Instagram. That's where I usually hang out. And again, that's at Fortes Carola. I love the interaction. I, I've said this before, podca- podcasting can get really lonely. So if you ping me, I'm going to be super happy and thrilled. It's so nice to hear from you. Okay. I'll Most likely, I will be back next week. And in the meantime, set the intention to befriend the sensations in your body. No matter how uncomfortable they might feel, just take it as slowly as you need to. I promise they won't harm you. That's all for now, my friends. Bye-bye.